Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran out here in Dove Valley. Got a packed show for you here today ahead of the Week 8 showdown at home against the Washington football team. Pre-practice injury concerns here on Wednesday. A couple trades over the weekend. We'll go over what GM George Payton was thinking there. Also, impact of Jerry Judy's return as he returns for the first time since week one from that high ankle sprain. How does this defense get fixed? Is Drew Locke Lock an option at QB if the offensive struggles continues? Is Drew Locke an option at QB if the offensive struggles continue? And, of course, we'll have some gambling chatter and predictions at the end of the show. Again, this is the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. So, Ryan, we'll start off the top of the show with, of course, the injury updates. Two big names on the top of that list, and that is Vaughn Miller and Mike Purcell. Miller, of course, left, left last week's game with a rolled ankle, and Mike Purcell dealing with a right thumb injury. And then... Judy coming back and possibly Albert O coming back as well. Go go through it there. Recap it for yeah, us. Yeah, as we talk uh, Wednesday afternoon before practice, uh, Vic Fangio said Von Miller will not practice Wednesday because of the ankle injury sustained against Cleveland. Mike Purcell had surgery on that thumb, won't practice, and then I'll uh, add a couple of limited guys, Garrett Bowles, Malik Reed, Tyree Cleveland. Big picture, the news is better on Judy and Albert O than it is on Miller and Purcell right now, so we'll start with the good news. Both players, Judy and Alberto, remain on injury reserve. They came out of Tuesday's practice in good order. Yeah, the ex- expectation from Vic Fangio, or, or last week, last Friday, excuse me, was that uh, both players would be available against Washington. From Dr. Vic, as we like to say, right? Yeah, so take it with a grain of salt, heavy dose of salt. Uh, Judy has not played since week one. Albert has missed three straight games. So um, the Miller thing. Uh, Vic used the term questionable. If they had to use that designation on Wednesday, they don't have to on Friday. To me, it's 50-50 shot. You know, if he gets out there on Thursday and, you know, moving around a little bit is limited, is limited on Friday, gives it an extra 48 hours to rest from the time Friday's practice ends to the game starts, you know, maybe maybe he has a shot. Purcell, don't count on him. As Fangio said on Tuesday, probably not available because it's just, you know, tough to play with that kind of cast as an interior lineman. So, you know, the uh, – the injuries are adding up. You know, maybe the extra couple days help the Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is supposed to be a full participant this week, so uh, we uh, we'll see what happens with Miller on Sunday. And of course, with these injuries to Von Miller and Mike Purcell specifically, some windows opportunity here for some of these backups. Now we saw against the Browns, Jonathan Cooper had three near sacks. He and Malik Reed will figure to start at the outside backer positions if Vaughn can't go. Steven Weatherly acquired this week. He's also an option, though he's really got to get up to speed at that edge rusher position. And that nose tackle, Deshaun Williams and Shamar Steffen, those two options there behind Purcell, which defensive line's got to pick it up overall. We've talked about that. Yeah, and I'll start with the outside linebacker, Steven Weatherly. We'll, we'll talk about the trade more specifically later. You know, just give him some third down pass rushes. Um, I would start Jonathan Cooper, even if Von Miller's healthy. I'd start him over Malik Reed to see if he can carry over some of that. You know, Vic has taken a couple pokes at the rookie about setting the edge in the run game. So what? He was the only guy rushing the passer with any any consistency against Cleveland. So, you know, up front, 
whoever's playing nose tackle, Williams or Stefan, they'll both see time. But yeah, you got to do a better job stopping the run. Purcell was that anchor. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if Vic uses some four man fronts like he did against Las Vegas, like he did against Cleveland, to you know plug a hole in the leak that is their run defense. Again, this is the First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Go check them out. Great new player in the sports gambling space. And let's take a listen in to a word from our sponsor. Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one and why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. Teams can be beaten, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that, all of it, because we love sports too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sportsbook on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Again, folks, this is the first Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com, and check them out on Twitter at SIBetting. So let's talk about those trades, and we just briefly mentioned it when recapping some of the injury stuff there because, of course, these moves were driven by those injuries at outside and inside backers. Stephen Weatherly coming over from the Vikings, and then Kenny Young coming over from the Rams. Break those two trades down, and one guy a little happier to be here than the other, right? <laughs> Which uh, it definitely was interesting. Let's start with the rationale behind the trades. They're running out of bodies. They have six linebackers on IR. They have a couple other guys nicked up, Reed and Miller. Then if you're George Payton, you're three and four with 10 games to go. You are giving the message to the locker room, hey, disappointed with four straight losses, but here's some reinforcements. See if you guys can get this turned around. That said, if they lose on Sunday to Washington to drop to three and five going to Dallas, which is looking at three and six, I would start shopping veterans left and right. Digressing, let's start with Weatherly. He looks like a safety but he's playing outside linebacker. He played like defensive end for the Vikings in their 4-3 scheme. That, that was weird to me. But, you know, he's excited. He's a free agent after the year. You know, if he can provide a pass rush, all the better. Kenny Young, you could tell he was more blindsided by it. Uh, you know, Started all seven games for the Rams why. so far. You know, really, he yeah. should. Um, you know, the Rams, I mean, I, I – I mean, it gave them a little bit of uh, salary cap flexibility, but not enough to really swing a trade this week. And, you know, they, they want to give some younger guys a shot, but there had to be something that wasn't clicking there. They obviously were not going to re-sign him, and they obviously thought he wasn't going to sign for big money after the year to get a compensatory pick to the Rams. So Yeah, Kenny, a free agent to be too, and he said the Rams told him it was financially motivated, but like you said, not that big of a cap it. 0.7% of LA's cap. So that kind of tells you something, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm Kenny, I would you know, ask my agent, okay, why did they lie to me on this one? Uh, you know, that's not a good enough excuse to say, hey, we want to go with a younger guy. Don't like it. But he goes from starter with the Rams, who have one loss, to the Broncos defense, where they have lost four in a row. Maybe that has something to do with his mood. Um, but as soon as he gets up to speed, I would expect him to start uh, beside Justin Sternod. Baron Brown, he can't get out of the dang blocks. 
it's one thing after another with him. That's his story. Concussion held him out against the Browns, but he did return to practice this week. So you expect him to see some reps there at inside backer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they do a by committee. The other thing is, if you play dime, all you need is Sternad out there at inside linebacker. So that's a consideration as well. So, and you know, my grand idea that I should probably run by the head football coach is to go to a four-three front. But hey, you're just the guy with the pencil. Yeah, right? hey, or the you know, pen. Or you know, I'm not a guy who wants Teddy Bridgewater traded. But anyways, uh, I would do a four-three front just to, to bulk up against the run, and because to account for you, you have better D line depth than linebacker depth. First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, si sportsbook.com at si betting on Twitter. Give them a follow and check them out. Again, sisportsbook.com. Moving on with the show here. Impact of Jerry Judy's return. Of course, he's been out since week one with that high ankle sprain, suffered in the victory over the Giants. And he's got to be a big spark for this team. Question is, can the offense find any sort of rhythm to really get him properly utilized? A lot of pressure on a second-year player who hasn't played since week one. But that's the kind of camp he had. That's the kind of first half of game and a half he had. Wait a First three quarters he had before he got hurt. And he's obviously going to be a part of the game plan, but you know he's going to have to have his snaps managed a little bit. We'll be on a pitch count, as yeah, Fangio says, right? Yeah, will, really, he, will he be on a pitch count? I mean, how firm of a pitch count are we talking here, you think? Well, if his conditioning is, is holding up during the game, you know, I, I would see him playing a lot. But um, he just brings an element. He's just another person to cover. If you go three wide, Patrick, Sutton, and now Judy. So And to take the top off the D a little bit too, right? With yeah. Hamler out. Since Hamler's been out, no really vertical threat. Now, is he in good enough game shape to do that? We'll see, but it's an option. Yeah, and he's better. He's good on those deep over routes uh, as well. And, you know, he does some good stuff on third down. So it can only help this offense, which isn't taking a lot of shots downfield, isn't scoring a lot of points, isn't converting a lot of third downs, isn't scoring touchdowns in the red zone. As uh, Teddy Bridgewater says, not time to panic, but it's getting dang close. 100% agree with that. I would probably be at the panic stage if I was working in this building this week. But uh, but the fact that he's even saying that the starting quarterback is saying, hey, it's not time to panic, but we're about to panic if we – I mean, I we're like about it. to panic if we lose, right? That's the, that's the message, and I like it too. Yeah, I mean, you know, look around your locker room, Teddy. You don't see a lot of guys with winning experience here. Start cracking some dang skulls. That's what I would be doing, even if it is out of character for you. Wait, you mean Brandon McManus and Von Miller aren't going to carry over the Super Bowl 50 vibes? Well, because Kenny Young mentioned today that they've, you know, they've, being the Broncos, have won a Super Bowl lately. But it seems like eons ago, right? He'll figure that out soon, right? Well, let's put it this way. Kenny wasn't in the league the last time this team made the playoffs. So, uh, you know, there is not a mean. Give me a break. Give me a break. First in Orange podcast presented by SI Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com, at SI Betting on Twitter. This is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of pro sports insights and knowledge and six years before there was pro football in Denver. While other sports books know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built a combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sports book for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And it's a perfect time to get your bet in on the game right now at SISportsbook.com for the week eight action across the NFL. Sprinkle in some Ryan O'Halloran specialty analysis here on those lines that we're seeing at SISportsbook.com, starting naturally 
with the Broncos game against the Washington football team. Broncos three-point favorites against Washington. Over-under is 43.5. What do you like about both of those or dislike? Um, I don't like either one, but since we got to make a pick, uh, I think the Broncos win by uh, four points. Field goal is such a cop-out line. They want you to pick one or the other, obviously. I do think this is a close game. And the over-under, I'm going to pick the under on that. I think just neither offense is really doing anything right now. Uh, so I think the Broncos will win a close game. And some other lines across the NFL on the First Orange podcast presented by SI Sportsbook. Pittsburgh plus five and a half at Cleveland coming off a win over the Broncos. I like Pittsburgh in this game straight up on the money line as well. So uh, I, I would obviously put a couple shekels down on the Steelers going on the road after their bye. The Browns going back to Case Keenum. You know, you know the Steelers probably got to think Case Keenum is going to revert to Case Keenum. And uh, so I picked the Steelers in that game. Tennessee coming off a big win. They're plus one and a half at Indianapolis. Yeah, interesting. The second meeting of these teams already, the, the Broncos hadn't even played the Chiefs or Chargers yet. Um, I'm going to go with Indianapolis on their home field. You know, they dug themselves an 0-3 hole. They're 1-4. Win Sunday, they're back to even, 4-4 four and four in a year. Drops Tennessee to 5-3, and three, so I go with the Colts. And hey, we saw TB12 lay some goose eggs against the Saints last year, but the Bucks. Big favorites at New Orleans, minus five and a half. Yeah, as you said, Tampa Bay lost to New Orleans twice in the regular season last year, then went to New Orleans, won in the divisional round. I like the Buccaneers right now. You watch that Saints offense with Jameis Winston. It's just not clicking very well. Granted, the weather stunk in Seattle, but I think the Bucs are clicking on offense right now. They're going to cover that spread on the road. And one final one in the AFC with the AFC West opponent. New England plus six and a half at the Chargers. Yeah, long trip for the Patriots. Chargers coming off their bye. They got they got smoked by Baltimore last time out. Um, I like the Chargers to win straight up, but on the uh, odds, I'm going to take the Patriots because I think it's going to be Chargers by two points. Again, folks, this is the first Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran here. Wrap the show with a couple more topics and then our predictions. Ryan already tipped his hand on his, but how does this defense get straightened out? You know, we've heard all about these last four weeks, the communication issues in the secondary, the coverage issues in the secondary, the issues stopping the run against whoever it may be. And last week it was the no-name Dearness Johnson making his first NFL start. How does this defense get fixed? Because it's supposed to be the pillar of this team and, Nothing close to that last four weeks. Yeah, it's 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 startling how much they've struggled during this four game losing streak. And you know, the big stat from the Cleveland game is the Browns went they had six plays of third and one. Six plays. They converted them all. Because all they did is quarterback sneak and fullback dive. You get into third and one, you're not going to stop teams more, most likely. So get into some third and longer situations where you can tee up your pass rush, play some different things on the back end. But here's the thing. Broncos got to force a takeaway. They got one in the last four games. And the other thing is they're not really coming close. It's not like they're forcing fumbles and not falling on them or, you know, dropping interceptions or et cetera, et cetera. So better work on the early downs against the run will lead to some third and longs where they have to pass. And that leads into takeaways and sacks. First Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Now we saw Teddy Bridgewater battle some injuries this past week with the foot, with the quad. He says he's getting better. He says, you know, he's going to play again here this Sunday, obviously. But should Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer consider Drew Locke here this Sunday, especially if the Broncos' offense sputters as it has 
mostly over this four-game losing streak. Yeah, my rationale for going to lock against Cleveland wasn't Teddy underperforming. It was Teddy being injured. But obviously they have no confidence in Drew Locke. I mean, they had... They'd rather trot a 50% Teddy out there, right, than Drew. Or a 60... I mean, he was... Especially, you said in warm-ups in that Cleveland game at First Energy Stadium, he was looking pretty hobbly. Yeah, he was probably, you know, saving his uh, big movements for later in the game. But if Drew had been a little better against Baltimore, I had a... I had a reader email me today saying Drew's passer rating was higher against the Ravens or something like that against Bridgewater. My response is going to be, I don't care. Big fellas going with the eye test, and Drew Locke did not play well enough to invite confidence that he could go in in the middle of a game or start a game. So Vic Fangio has taken several opportunities to reiterate over the last week that Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is, quote, our quarterback, end quote. So he's going to have a very long shelf shelf uh, life opportunity if he stays healthy after the buy if things are falling apart maybe you see if what Locke does but to me it's almost like they've decided they've moved on from Drew Locke yeah I mean to your point it's very intentional what he's doing with our quarterback he's our quarterback and Fangio has specifically reiterated that multiple times I'm with you and I wouldn't be surprised you know not not wouldn't be surprised to see Locke's last season here, but I also wouldn't be surprised if somehow the Broncos got for something for him out of the, at the trade deadline. Any thoughts there? Because Brett Rippon is pretty capable as, you know, the third string right now. Well, I think they'd love to get a call. Uh, just a <laughs> Who's going to call? Yeah, I mean, all it takes is one team that plays that Shanahan-type system, which Drew Locke was drafted in Denver to play with, play within. But – I would have never guessed had this team had a four-game losing streak that there wouldn't have been a quarterback change after they said the competition was so tight in August. It was even Steven. Yeah, and so that that is obviously not the case. First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Just about done with the show here. We'll close with our predictions, and I'll go first. I'm picking the Washington football team with an upset. 17 to 13, we'll call it. Another sputtering show by the Broncos offense. And this season is not circling the drain anymore. It's going down the drain. You're picking Washington. I'm picking Washington. Okay. I sort of had a rationale. I wasn't going to pick the Broncos again until they won. Well, I watched the, I watched the, I I can't believe I haven't used the R word during this podcast, but um, the football team's tape. Football football team's tape. Football team's ex nickname. I watched their game against the Packers. You know, Washington played a little bit better on defense. They haven't been able to stop anybody all year. They're like 31st, 30th, all these major categories. Thank the Broncos. Pop a big play, and they win uh, 23-19. There it is, folks. Those predictions, of course, subject to revision in your Sunday paper. Check it out on your doorstep, hopefully, or denverpost.com slash Broncos. This has been the first Orange Podcast presented by sports illustrated sportsbook si sportsbook.com and si betting on twitter appreciate you tuning in to today's show head online and follow us on twitter for more information and up-to-date analysis until next time folks take it easy